Hello everyone, you're listening to the Changing Times Transformation Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything transformation related. This is your host, Cheesy Dino, bringing you episode 9 for season 2. So we just got done doing the two part of the Transformation Archive with uh, Apulius as well as Dutchman of the TF Dimension as well as the male uh, Transformation Block Spot. So this time we're going back to the roots of the Transformation community, which of course comes down to our artist. And one, I'm sure most of you, if not a lot of you, will very uh, well recognized within the community. Um, I'll let you find out who that is in just a moment here. Uh, But paired with this individual is uh, another artist that is maybe not as popular, but that doesn't mean his art is uh, not of any significance. He does have a style of his own, and he's really just aiming for doing his own thing on his own terms. So great to hear the two perspectives we have here and um, just how those two go in together in the community and uh, just the different opinions and mindsets we have all throughout. So uh, with that said, I'm just going to leave off with your typical uh, advertisement and um, linking for our different sites and ways to communicate with me. Uh, And one uh, little issue I did get uh, as far as when I got some emails a bit about this, uh, as far as the name for Cheesy Dino, I'm sure some of you have already made this mistake, which honestly could have been my own fault, really. But uh, my name is spelled with a A, the letter A, instead of two E's. So it is C-H-E-A as an Apple S-Y, and then just spelled normally D-I-N-O. So um, if you're looking for me through Fur Affinity or even DeviantArt, uh, it is with an A instead of two E's. So... I do want to apologize for that inconvenience, and I'll probably try to fix that here in the future to come. So, uh, with that said, uh, if you want to reach me in those channels, uh, again, for affinity is for affinity.net forward slash user forward slash cheesy dino, remember with an A. Um, same thing with the DeviantArt page, which is uh, cheesy dino.deviantart.net. So, um, with that all said, of course, there is always my email as well, which is changingtimespodcast at gmail.com if you want to make it just sort, short and simple. And uh, in any case, if you want to reach me, I'll definitely reach back to you as best I can and as quick as possible. So with that all said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And again, thank you all for listening in. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Changing Times Transformation Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything transformation related. I am your host, Cheesy Dino, aka Cheesy, and bringing you in for another continuation of season two. So today we are joined by two fantastic artists tonight, and uh, one is going by the name of Pessimist. He is an upcoming and aspiring artist here within the transformation community. 
So great to have you here, Mr. Pessimist. Uh, thank you. I, I love being here, too. <laughs> and I as well. So great to have you here again. And uh, my other compadre here is none other than the legendary Little Napoleon. How are you doing today, Mr. Le- Little Napoleon? I'm good. I don't know about legendary, but uh, I appreciate you having me on tonight. Thanks. Oh, yeah, certainly. All right, so let's get right into it, gents, here. So uh, starting off with formalities, of course, going with the origin of your names. So uh, since we started with you, uh, Mr. Pessimist, let's go ahead and get what your origin is. Around uh, 2012, when I first started, I was really sad and depressed at the world. It was probably 16 when I started my Fur Affinity account. And I know that it might sound like that, but I'm 19 now, so it doesn't do though. So they can't, admins can't do shit now. But <laughs> around that time, I was sad, depressed, and lonely. And I had a, and inside I had a deep hatred for the world because of just all of the, um, in, because I, because I've seen a lot of injustices, maybe not real injustices. I'm not sure, but I just know people do shitty things and it kind of upset me. Uh, so I call myself pessimist. Okay. Well, how very poetic of you. <laughs> all right. So now let's go ahead and move on to you, Mr. Little Napoleon. What's your story? Um, when I uh, was growing up, I always enjoyed uh, playing uh, strategic games and such, uh, board games, computer games, whatnot. And uh, so I was kind of considered myself an armchair general. Um, but I, I kind of figured that I'd never be able to fill uh, like Napoleon's shoes. So I was considered myself to be kind of a little Napoleon. Uh, so I've kind of figured, hey, you know, that would be either a good band name or a good avatar name. So let's <laughs> go with it. All right, awesome. And I take it you're a big Risk fan as well. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy Risk. Uh, played Squad Leader. A lot of good stuff. So uh, just uh, going in about uh, a little bit about yourself in more detail here. Um, obviously, you talked about your origin with your name, but of course, we do want to know a little bit more about how you came into the community. So how is it that you came about or stumbled upon the transformation community here? I thought you might ask that question, and honestly, for the last couple of days, I've been racking my brain to try to remember exactly uh, where I might have stumbled on it. Uh, for the life of me, I can't really pick out a specific instance or, or time. Um, I do remember back in like 2002, 2003, stumbling onto uh, the uh, VCL uh, archive and uh, was kind of a enjoyed going around through there. That was really my uh, introduction to all things furry. I didn't really realize it was a community prior to that. Um, so I guess you could call that kind of introduction. And then I, I found transformation as a subgenre uh, from there. Um, I don't know if that uh, is adequate, but <laughs> and I, I've certainly always enjoyed uh, kind of transformation theme type things since I was a kid, even though I I didn't really necessarily realize it at the time. I gotcha. Cool. And uh, how about yourself, Mr. Pessimist? How did you come about with the community? Not really sure, but I'm pretty sure it started with uh, Mystery Dungeon. Hmm. I think I was in elementary school by the time that came out. So when it first came out, that was the first time I had a DS. And I was... um. 
I was strangely obsessed with that game. I don't know why, but like I I had a very weird obsession, and a lot of people in elementary elementary school like took advantage of that. Um, <laughs> so didn't have a lot of friends back then, but it's I'm pretty sure it started like around there, and then like and uh and the, it kind of just progressed on to like you know just simple like furry transformations on DeviantArt, um, which is probably now, like, defunct. Um, <laughs> because uh, that's a long story. But, and uh, after that, and I think after that, like, uh, I wanted to get on to get more onto, like, for Affinity, I wanted to start making more money. So I have this friend who's kind of a poppy fern now, the pretentious prick. Um <laughs> And he said, and he told me the the best way to earn money is to just draw dicks. And I and I said, and I looked and said, <laughs> okay, I'll do, I can do that. That was brave. Also, step there. Be, also being also this being around the time I first discovered Mott, I made my first uh, I made my first uh, thing called over. Opportunity to overdose, I think it was called, and it kind of just took took off from there. Everyone liked the cock transformation stuff, so I got a lot of weird people watching me right now. I love you guys, but <laughs> you know you're weird. I gotcha. All right, and um, I forgot to mention this with you, Napoleon, but um, just uh, I know we briefly spoke a little bit about your um, background. And uh, how you've been kind of dealing with uh, real life and then, of course, the transformation and otherwise. So um, we did uh, mention here, and uh, pardon me if it's a little invasion of your privacy, but you mentioned that you had a significant other that I believe you said um, you guys recently got engaged. Is that right? We sure did, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry about that. So. Earlier this month, no, we're super excited about it. Uh, yeah, certainly, yeah. and congrats to you, of course. So uh, Thank you. And uh, just a little bit more into that conversation we had, um, I was just kind of asking you, um, since, of course, it's a little bit of a curiosity uh, when there's another person involved, um, just how she relates or how she comes into your um, kind of relationship between herself and then uh, your affiliation with the community. So, of course, we all want to know, you know, how is that all being dealt with and is it okay with her or is she even, you know, starting to come of an interest herself? Yeah, um, and I was very upfront with her uh, when we first met and uh, kind of gently eased her into uh, some of the art that I do. Uh, we, we still have a running joke that she'll always say when I'm drawing a picture that she really wants to see my picture. And I always tell her, no, you can't. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll occasionally let her take a peek because she's, she's uh, sat in on a couple of my streams, too. So. Uh, no, I, I couldn't ask for somebody uh, more supportive than she's been. Um, I think that as far as the community itself, uh, she's I think she's got kind of a fascination with it, that there's such a, a large group of people out here with that uh, 
themselves have a fascination with a particular subject. And uh, the fact that it is kind of relatively under the radar, at least in a mainstream sense, um, but the fact that there's there's conventions out there and such a large artistic community and so forth, uh, it's just kind of life holds all these little surprises. Uh, so she's uh, she's actually thinking about going to a convention with me uh, next March, and uh, kind of see what it's what the furry uh, lifestyle is all about. <laughs> okay. Uh, firsthand, uh, so it's it's definitely uh, pretty exciting. Great and great for her as well. And I'm sure um, you haven't really, you said you're easing her in, so I'm sure you haven't shown her the uh, darker recesses of the community just yet. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, all in good good hands, I I assume. So uh, just moving on from that there, sorry for the little bit of a um, off note that uh, there. So um, talking about both your art here, um, and, you know, feel, feel free to uh, kind of jump in, whoever first. Um, just in terms of your styles, of course, um, past you said you've started back in uh, about, say, three years ago. So I wouldn't say that you're still sort of molding your art style here. But um, just for the sake of uh, asking, you know, when it comes to your own styles, like what kind of inspirations have assisted in molding that style and kind of bringing it to your own here. So um, go ahead and uh, who wants to go ahead and start for first with that? Um, I think I, I don't think I have like a particular style. I just kind of like right now, I just kind of make do like with a style for myself, whatever mood kind of fits. Sometimes I'll listen to like a mu- like some music and I'll get this certain mood. I want this certain, a certain look. And I think, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I draw it down, and that's that's how I get it. But sometimes, but sometimes I get like influences from like, uh, from Griff or from, shoot, or from Splice, um, and then other times I'll get like inspiration from really famous painters, maybe like um, Salvador Dali or, shoot, what's his name? Manet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I occasionally do like switch up my style a little bit, like a t- from time to time, because I don't like just having one style. But um, that's kind. Of, that's just kind of how. That's just kind of how I do my thing. I don't have a style. I more or less just kind of do what I just do what I feel like is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And how about yourself, Napoleon? Um, as as a tough question uh, to analyze one's own style, it it certainly has felt like it's kind of developed uh, organically and kind of incrementally. It's definitely an iterative process. Every time I do a picture, I find a few things that I, I like from it and uh, try to then repeat it. Uh, any like any experimentation that I do, if I find something I enjoy, I'll, I'll use it in another picture. Um, so it's just kind of built up like that. And, and that's, I guess, how I've gotten to where I am today. But I, I tend to find that I've always taken a fairly analytical approach to uh, drawing. I and mean, I watch uh, a lot of these other really talented artists and it, it seems um, 
and I, I use the word organic, it, it just seems uh, so much more flexible and, uh, and fluid to them uh, than drawing is for myself. Uh, I, I find that I tend to be a little more rigid, a little tighter with my drawing, and, and I, I don't let myself go as loose uh, as they do. And that's something that I, I really admire uh, in a lot of other artists' work. Um, and it, it could be um, when I was a kid, I would uh, look at, at pictures and, and uh, other subjects and just try to draw them as closely to that subject as possible. Um, so I, I never really kind of let loose with my imagination so much. Uh, so I, I don't know if that also has kind of gone through uh, or contributed to uh, my style and, and the way that it is kind of detail centric and uh, probably a bit too perfectionist. <laughs> but uh, there it is. Oh, well, I certainly would think it would uh, or has worked out in your favor considering where you are now. <laughs> But, well, um, yes and no. It does take me forever to do a drawing. So. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. So uh, I think it probably takes me several days myself to even draw something simple. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, just to tag off of that here, since we're talking a little bit about the uh, inspirations for your art, um, I talked about something like this uh, back in uh, the beginning of the season with Aranya, um, just talking about how she's uh, kind of gained the um, uh, the profession, I guess you say, or the uh, ability to draw art as you do. So um, are there any forms of education or is it more just really trial and error with the both of you as far as how you've come so far with how you've drawn art and uh, how well you do it and how you're kind of uh, maturing yourself as an artist in that regards as well. At first it was trial and error for me. And then I had a for, and then I had formal training and then I just had the room and I realized that everything I was doing was fucking stupid and wrong and I should probably not be doing it. But the thing is that I didn't give up. So I was able to, so I was able to pull it off and now I have a better understanding about like, um, about like first of all anatomy and then perspective how to use that in composition kind of dealing with cinematics also that's because i feel like that's the one thing that people lack in art as well and i see this in a lot of popular artists too sometimes they really really lack cinematics so every piece just kind of looks boring and when you say cinematics, you mean like uh, action or depth or, or what exactly are you referring to there? Um, in cinematics, there's a there's a uh, I, I did I did a uh, submission on this. There's a there's something called the rule of thirds, basically where you would okay. uh, where you take a canvas and divide it up into three pieces horizontally and then into three her, her, into three vertically mm -hmm. and and the places that they converge are the are the uh, points that are going to be the those are going to be the points that the eye is most drawn to. Mm -hmm. So I try to go I try to go along those lines, but then sometimes I'm lazy as fuck, so <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm sure <clears throat> sure many artists have fallen under under that. So. <laughs> 
And uh, how about yourself, Napoleon? Um, especially uh, with um, you know how your art is now, and of course, I wouldn't want to say you're a poppy fur, um, but um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to say that either. <laughs> uh, just you know, the I guess the appeal for your art. Uh, what sort of um, experiences and knowledge have you gathered to get to where you are now? Um, and there's really no substitute, I guess, for just drawing over and over and over again. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, there's certainly, uh, a lot of tutorials and things that I've read through over time that have uh, contributed to, uh, some of the things that I do in my pictures. So it's absolutely worthwhile, uh, you know, keeping an eye out and, uh, reading articles that catch your interest. Um, and there's certainly a lot of other great styles out there that you can uh, borrow tips and tricks for. All right, great. So, uh, and then uh, in regards to that, then, um, so, and I've asked this before, uh, are there any other kinds of hobbies that you two have um, at one point or still kind of want to dabble in, um, you know, including like animation, writing, or anything of that sort? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I have a whole bunch of music gear that I'm currently not using right now, but I have kind of a thing for music and I also have a thing for, uh, anima I have a thing for animation. I am working on an animation with Libra and cool. another guy right now. So it's kind of, so it's kind of, um, I have, I have some hobbies, but other than that, I'm a, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> I've been uh, building a lot of plastic model kits over the years. Uh, actually, I, I did that more before I was drawing, uh, at least uh, in any kind of quantity. Uh, I built little model tanks and planes and, and ships and stuff like that. And actually, I've, I've found that uh, really helpful uh, in informing my drawing uh, because you do a lot of the same uh, things when, when you're painting mm -hmm. the models. Uh, in, in kind of a layered fashion uh, as you would do uh, on the computer with a, a drawing program. And so you can kind of uh, understand like with washes and, and that kind of is applicable to, to shadowing and, and so forth. So uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely found it to be helpful. Nice. But the biggest problem with it is there's no undo button when you're doing a model. So oh, yeah. you can put a hundred <laughs> hours into a beautiful tank and then you paint it wrong and your all your work's gone to heck. Right. <laughs> All right. I think that's why I don't build as many models anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see how that can burn you out pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. So, um, and this question, or this next question, rather, is a little bit geared towards you, Napoleon. Uh, so don't get too afraid. But, um, <laughs> but um, just in recent turn, uh, recent um, activity with yourself, of course, um. You know, obviously you're doing these projects with Watt and his uh, large obsession with that sort of thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, how is your experience with uh, doing those collaborations with Watt? I know if, um, I've had Full Moon in Arania before, before in the season, and we talked a little bit about that subject with the collaboration. So uh, just kind of um, expand on that sort of subject. How has your experience been so far with that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a, a lot of collaborative work over the last couple of years. Um, uh, specifically, uh, a lot of times I'll uh, just grab a, a sketch that I see that I really like. And, um, and going back to that part where I was saying that I'm kind of analytical in my approach, uh, honestly, my, my favorite part in the drawing process is the inking. Uh, and then after that, the coloring, uh, the sketching part is not as fun to make. Uh, again, I, I've just had a hard time getting uh, kind of loose and in a place where you can, where you really can uh, excel with sketching. Uh, so I, I just enjoy taking people's sketches and, and, and kind of building off of them. And uh, fortunately, most of the, everybody actually has been uh really supportive of doing that and, and they've enjoyed it and uh, everybody seems to be pretty happy about it. So uh, that's kind of where I, I started this sort of thing. And uh, Watt and I were, were talking about uh, how he does all his sketches and he, he's incredibly prolific. He hasn't posted uh, all of his sketches anywhere close to all of them. And uh, so it just seemed like kind of a good fit. Uh, as far as... Uh, the brass tacks of actually uh, doing it for commissions and such. Uh, I imagine it's probably on a an artist by artist basis, but uh, as long as you have good communication and uh, get along with each other, I, I definitely recommend it. You can learn a lot from each other's work. Um, and uh, I, as a general rule, you uh, as long as you guys uh, have complementary styles, you can create a picture that would be uh, way better than uh, any individual would be able to make. So it's definitely worth giving a shot. Right on. And uh, starting out with your collaborations when you two were sort of intermingling with that, was there any sort of roadblocks or stumblings that occurred uh, initially when you started out? Um, probably what, what, uh, what the biggest roadblock would have been was uh, when we were talking about uh, working on some of these projects together um, was just not being afraid to say, this is what I like to do and this is what I don't like to do. Uh, because really, I, we're, we're, we're in it for the fun as, as well as, uh, you know, for taking commissions and for the living. But, um, you know, it, it it's in a better spot if you're both doing uh, what you enjoy doing. So uh, I would say being upfront with what you like and what you don't like uh, and kind of working through it so that uh, each person gets as much of what they like as possible uh, is a good approach. Gotcha. And uh, have you taken anything from uh, what styles that have that you've kind of melded or molded into your own? I know, one of the biggest things that kind of fascinates fascinates me with Watts art is just how um, very, I guess you could say, abstract he is about with um, starting out his sketches and all that sort, especially with like his warm-ups, his uh, speed paints and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always um, said that Watt is probably, probably like the uh, Bob Ross of the transformation <laughs> art community that you see a large blob and then suddenly it's a it's a formidable picture and you just don't know where it came from. So, um, and I'm sure that's a lot to deal with in many, very years of, uh, education and, uh, practice he's had. So, um, mm -hmm. but, um, have you taken anything of that for yourself to kind of help you along? Oh gosh. I mean, I, I wish I could do what he does, uh, where with taking just kind of a, a scribble and then somehow chiseling out a character out of that. Uh, and you know, 
and someday uh, I'm definitely giving it practice and someday maybe I'll uh, get the hang of it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely going to take a while to, to figure out. Um, probably the thing that I've taken away from his work uh, that's been most applicable to my drawings lately uh, has been a lot of the post-production work. So the sort of stuff that you do after you've done all of your shading and all of your colors and everything else, uh, then you can, add on uh, gradient maps and uh, adjust contrast and hue and so forth to kind of make the whole picture kind of pull together and uh, really pull out those shadows. Uh, so a lot of that you can do uh, pretty easily with uh, some of the tools that are out there now mm -hmm. uh, for Manga Studio and Photoshop and whatnot. Um, and they really improve the look of a picture uh, at very little yeah. effort. So that's probably what I've taken away most. Right. Yeah. And I certainly agree with you on that. It uh, certainly puts a different angle on um, the varying arts that both you and Watt put out, um, you know, a different color scheme and all that sort. So mm -hmm. yeah, some great stuff with that um, coming from the both you and as well as other ones doing Thank similar. You. So um. And not to leave you out here in pessimist, I want to leave you in the corner. But um, <laughs> so um, talking to you on your end here, um, I know I've said that you're, and rather you've told me many times and other people in our transformation group and Skype of how you're, you know, aspiring to be this artist, um, you know, such as Little Napoleon, despite <laughs> his uh, his attitude on that, um, not wanting to accept being popular, but. <laughs> but um you know in your experiences coming up in the transformation community you know what have you found so far that has helped you come closer and closer to your goal here well for, well first of all i have i have no desire to be popular it's <laughs> not i do not i th i do not want like i i never i don't really want to look I sometimes look like I kind of want to be popular because I, because you know, you see the numbers and then you, I saw the numbers and then I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's better than me. But the, the real important thing is that Libra had to drill this into my head several times too. Um, do not compare yourself to other artists and everything will work out accordingly. Basically, that's it's it's worked out for me, but I have to work more on posting more often because I don't post shit that often. Um, sometimes sometimes that works. I mean, like people like like uh, I don't post very often, so when it does, it's like a real it's like a godsend. But I don't think people respect me that much yet. So, in that sense. You you can become you can you can become famous by doing anything really, if you ju you just don't compare yourself just don't compare yourself to anybody else just do what inspires you and do what you like mm -hmm. and I know that sounds cliche, but it's <laughs> but it is so fucking true I'm Absolutely. not gonna lie mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie it if you do because like doing like I might sound a little mean here but if you're but if you cannot do what you want to do. If you even if it's even if it's collaborating with other people, if you're not doing what you like and you are hating your and you're gonna complain about it, then you probably should not be drawing. You should 
put that you should probably store that tablet away and find another hobby because you were because what you're doing is a huge waste of time. So don't waste your time. Do what you like and just don't compare yourself to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Easier stuff. said than easier said than done. Oh, Definitely. certainly. <laughs> we all like to uh, fight our own battles. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, all right. So, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and go with one last question before we go to break here. Um, and I would say this is a bit of a groundbreaker, uh, I guess you could say. But um, with the um, we're obviously dealing with um, two sides of the spectrum as far as, far as content here is um, well, I wouldn't say per se. Uh, since pessimist, I'm sure this isn't your ultimate goal, but um, just the subject of uh, going from adult versus clean art. So yeah, we're going a little deeper into this <laughs> bit of subject here. Um, but just to compare, since obviously you know we got a bit of a filter going between the both of you here, um, Napoleon. I know you may do a little bit of stuff with the you know the breasts. <laughs> um but you know you don't really go too hardcore on the you know whatever positions are available to known man um <laughs> but you know just with in relation to how you've come to where you are right now and um I've discussed this with very very many artists and even writers alike uh just the aspect of you know coming into respect as pessimists put put it here um <laughs> Just the fact of, you know, an artist who, starting from zero, uh, comparing to another similar artist on the same basis, you know, putting out adult art is, you know, just comparing in numbers is going to rise, you know, much quicker than someone who's doing clean. Um, And, of course, that's not 100% true, but uh, just for the sake of saying here, within relation to where you are right now, Napoleon... Uh, where, you know, you've done mostly clean art, you know, some modeling here and there. But uh, just what are the difficulties you've faced so far to get where you are, um, even if you weren't intentionally, uh, you know, getting to this point where you are a recognized name within the community? What um, sort of uh, difficulties were you facing with, you know, trying to get your name out there and getting something that the community is going to find um likable and respecting you in that regards well it's an, it's an interesting question i i guess i had never really approached it that way um i really only have started taking commissions very recently the, these ones with watts are really the first um that i've actually opened like officially on the page i'm open for commissions uh, prior to that I've, I've actually never officially taken commissions um so I, my goal was never really to get my name out there per se. Um, really, when I when I approach a picture, um, I know that if I'm going to you know take it through all full color and everything, that it's going to take me anywhere between fifteen and twenty hours. So uh, my my main criteria for subject matter is: is this something that will hold my attention for fifteen to twenty hours of effort? Um, and I mean, personally, um, when it comes to doing kind of the more naughty stuff, uh, 
I, I kind of find like I, I lose interest because uh, I'm looking at it so closely and having to draw everything so closely uh, that it ceases to be sexy. And it, it's, then it's just lines on a page uh, and it all just becomes very mechanical at that point. So I'd almost rather uh, do a picture that has a, a fun theme or is funny uh, or is maybe a tease because then it's, the longer you look at it, the more you, you're excited about things that you don't see. Um, and that's what really keeps me going through the whole process. So it's pretty selfish choice. It's just about, uh, you know, how I'm going to work on this picture for a long time. What do I want to draw? Gotcha. So you really more are in for it. Um, sorry, in it for um, really more the, uh, excuse my poor choice of words, but satisfaction um, <laughs> with, you know, not really the outward, you know, um, appeal of the picture, you know, say if it was adult or something like that, just the appreciation for what you're really creating and, you know, what you're really getting out of it is what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, if, if other people enjoy what I've drawn, then uh, mission accomplished. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great stuff. All right. And how about yourself, Pessimist? And I know um, we've kind of talked about this in the group as well, and I've even joked with you um, to go along with the other person you spoke about of drawing, you know, penises all day and then you'll suddenly get popular but um oh yeah definitely just going off what you said and you know you said or you told me that that wasn't your goal to just you know be sort of a component to the community rather to yourself as far as where you want to be as an artist so um you know what what are your feelings about that i know you do a little bit of the uh adult art but you know i from what i've seen it's more for my um more from an abstract or uh i guess an artistic sense of things so uh what are your feelings in regards to you know getting art to where you're re respectable but not having to push the envelope as far as you know coming off as a tryhard i guess you could say coming off as a tryhard like um like like saying like look at like look at me look at me I'm a good artist kind of thing you like like that or am right. I thinking different? Okay, so yeah, I do like to push the envelope, but not in that way. I like because and uh, when I do adult art because I do find because it does push the envelope. Pornography is the ultimate is the is an ultimate tool that people you usually do not use for good who the fuck is calling one second okay sorry about that so i say so i say that pornography is an ultimate tool that people use very poorly mainly just to get their rocks off but I feel, but I feel like if you use it correctly, it could be something that is beautiful in a sense. Um, if you put in like a rot, you apply the if you apply erotic kind of things to it, and it be and it becomes something completely different. I cannot draw things that are like porno pornographic 
like completely pornographic, like Gonzo style porn. I can't do that because it just doesn't, it feels too fake. It feels too, oh, what's the word? I guess it, it feels trashy. And I know sometimes I, I make work that's a bit trashy, but honestly, that's, that's just like how I want to look at things. Sometimes I like to look, sometimes I look at something in a very, in a very weird way, which is why sometimes when I do comics or commissions from other people, I usually don't have that because, you know, they, it's a commission. They might not have something that I'm interested in. So I can't really put that much effort into it. But when I'm putting my own effort into something, I'll have like, a strange dynamic that I can only do if I'm in the mood for it. Really, that's that's all. That's all I really do. It's just it's just apply. It's just apply those laws to that because I can't because I can't be invested otherwise, or I can be invested, but I'm not really gonna you know put that much effort into it. I gotcha. So you're saying that um really more of the ones that you're more um, interested or more likely to put your focus on are going to be sort of kind of like a one-off ordeal where you're in the mood for it and you're, you know, taking action on that. Kind of, but I don't, but I've been training myself to not do that because sometimes, because um, I know that's gonna That's definitely going to be my downfall. Gotcha. She's- Chisi, you said that you've asked this question of a lot of artists. Do you find that there's uh, some level of consensus here, or uh, do you find that every artist has a, a different answer to it? Um, from what I've come across so far um, with the various episodes and even off the air here, uh, it's really sort of a gray area as far as agreement goes. Um, there is a bit of a core or root where, you know, this sort of um topic of you know adult art is you know it's really all about what you're trying to come off of coming up in the community or otherwise um you know if you want to make money of course you know the answer to that um whereas you know it's still possible doing it with clean art or something like that however it is a bit of a um setback since you're trying to find a appeal for a community um that again, like Pessimist says, is going to respect that art for what it is and, you know, not look at it as a, as a form of, you know, brief, uh, brief satisfa- satisfaction, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So um, really, that's kind of what we're trying to collect here as far as, you know, the different perspectives and uh, experiences and, you know, opinions in regards to that, just to see how it all um kind of intertwines and how it differs sure so uh yeah but uh good stuff especially from the both of you there um a little bit of a different perspective and a reference to my previous episodes on that matter but um again um that was the last question before break here so we are going to take a short break and uh we'll come back here for part two thanks everybody for listening 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Changing Times podcast, where we talk about anything and everything transformation-related. This is your host, Cheesy Dino, and again, we're joined by uh, two fantastic artists, Pessimist and Little Napoleon, with us tonight, and um, talking further about the great thing that is transformation. So again, great for having you guys here today. Thank you. Thanks. All right, so getting right back into it here, um, and I'm sure this will ease the, t- the tension on um, what you want to say for uh, these questions coming up here, as it is a little bit more of a pers- personal preference. So um, it's uh, really more about um, you know stuff that you like, stuff you've come across here. So uh, it's just to start off with that here, um, and again, whoever wants to jump in first, have at it. But, um, of course, what was your most favorite transformation movie, show, and or book? Oh, oh my God. Why, why, do you choose the, why did you choose this question of all things? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not decisive. <laughs> I think for myself, the one that probably stands out the most, or at least in my memory, uh, was Tiger, Tiger with a... Uh, the Batman animated series. I was fascinated with that when I was a kid. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I think... Uh, Still am. <laughs> I think Local Furia did a uh, spinoff of that for adult purposes. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. And uh, how about yourself, Pessimist? Have you come across what you think yet? Uh, mm, shoot. No. I can't, I can't really, I can't really say because uh, I actually, I actually think a lot of the, I think, I actually think a lot of the transformation stuff that I see in media is actually pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. So like, like either the effects are not good or it just, it just like a cheesy context and it, or maybe, and just like makes everything awkward. Um, Actually, my favorite one so far that I still don't think is good because it was a horrible movie was the scene from Black Sheep, where hmm. where he where the where the guy was a were sheep and <laughs> it's confusing and as creative as that is, I did like the I did like the effects. I I thought it was actually pretty cool, um, but. The movie sucked, so it was. So I guess I know where the budget on the movie went. Gotcha. And uh, no books for either of you two. That's kind of strange. That's that's not a common denominator or thing. This, gener- this generation <laughs> is not known for reading, and I don't really, I don't really read much like fantasy books that involve transformation. Anyway, I like true yeah. crime books. I like true crime books. Yeah, I read a lot of history books and such, so I, I haven't encountered a whole lot of it in my readings either. Gotcha. All right. Well, good deal. So next question then. I'll take suggestions if you got any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's going to be a long list of those. <laughs> but um, yeah, next question in regards to that then is uh, if you could choose any animal, what would you be? Cat. <laughs> Oh, 
know, it's, it's weird as, as if into transformation and such as, as I am, I really have never been able to uh, picture myself as anything but me. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I might have to abstain from that question. Oh, I've wanna... never, never envisioned myself undergoing it. Would you like to go in more details? <laughs> uh, I don't know if, really if there are any more details to go into. It's just, uh, it's never really occurred to me. I see. So is it really the uh, fascination with transformation itself that's kind of got your fancy? Yeah, and uh, I think the the notion of there being some kind of a gateway uh, to allowing uh, those kinds of creatures into our world or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. It's getting very philosophical now. <laughs> oh, yes, you should have seen the episode with the cat monk. That was... Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, how about yourself, Pess? Why why would you choose a cat despite what I'm looking at with your Skype name here and avatar? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um <laughs> I choose cat because when they are furry, they are sexy and they look nice. They are fucking assholes, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a but in a way they're kind of appeal but in a way they kind of they kind of appeal in that sense that they're they're really really cruel and really evil on the inside but on the outside they're very persuasive and sexy and all these other sorts of things and that's something that I can that I kind of admire mm-hmm. about cats so you want to be evil on the inside I am evil on the inside. You just don't know it. <laughs> well, uh, save me if I were to ever experience that in the future. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> moving on from that, then, um, what is your um, favorite catalyst? And uh, just to go a little bit more detail on that, what is, um, you know, what kind of object or otherwise is your favorite kind of ordeal whether it be like a you know artifact a pill or anything like that uh that you've come across as to be your fancy um i personally i've always uh been a fan of science over magic just in a broad sense but uh i like the catalysts that are uh slow i like uh both art and stories that uh kind of take transformation over a, a span of time rather than something that happens immediately since I think that that opens up a lot of interesting opportunities to uh, kind of analyze what's going on and how the person reacts to it. Okay. How about yourself, Pessimist? Um, I don't have a... I honestly don't have a preference. I... I kind of I've been kind of, I've been kind of like shying away from both the magic and the science because just because they they've been they've been done. Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of want I guess I kind of wanted to move towards something new, so I've been kind of like doing something like maybe spiritual in a sense, but not really. I'm not sure, but. That's kind. That's kind of what. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I. I just want to try. I want to find something new that's not related to either. That's not too related to either. Maybe has like a mix of both. Maybe a hallucination. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you guys when I find <laughs> out what the hell I want. <laughs> gotcha. We just oh. gotta stop with the uh, with the the broken idol thing. I've seen so many broken idols triggering transformations lately. <laughs> oh my god, the broken idols! Don't get me started. <sighs> Don't get me started. <laughs> idols in ge- idols in general. If stop it, just stop it. Idols in general. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm sure there are a great many other things that could be worse. <laughs> From what oh, I've what's, seen, what's what's worse? Shoot, I don't know. I can't come to mind, Pro- but I could. Uh, for for me, it's probably needles. I hate needles, mm. so I don't think I, of so yeah. so it so just like I saw this one animation where it was this guy who was like on a conveyor belt, and as the conveyor belt went, he slowly transformed into a donkey through like a series of injections and then one went right into his dick and I had to close the tab immediately and I cringed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh I, God. I know what animation you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I I can't unsee it now because I can't unexperience it either. I kind of regret watching it. Well, I guess you could say it's a little different from... Uh... <laughs> The other two that we've mentioned. <laughs> it's definitely different. It's definitely but, different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in regards to that, then, um, just to sort of leech off or span off of that, um, what is it with transformation between the two of you that, um, you know, has really captured your interest with that? So, like, is it just the whole experience of the individual or, um, the person involved, you know, going through this personality change or just having this change of emotion going from one transition to the other, or uh, what has got you captured in that sense? Ooh. Give me okay. a second to think about that. Going back to, to what I mentioned before, I, I re- for myself, it's just the, the it makes it... Uh, sort of plausible in the real world to, to think that, uh, you know, there might be a way to, to uh, you know, introduce these sorts of things into, uh, you know, the world as it is right now. Uh, I just kind of like that, that notion of, you know, making it, blurring the lines between fantasy and reality. Okay. And you still pondering on that one, Pess? No, not really. I, I kind of figured it out right now. For me, it's more just like a transformation can be used in a lot of ways, but I like it more when it's used in like a story. I kind of wanted to just try it out as a story, like a story development kind of technique. Because I had this one idea where three these three people would go on a quest, and as they're go and as they're going, is it a quest for an idol? No. <laughs> I can't I I I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it right now because I because it might change later but the quest just leads to nothing it just leads to a weird place and there's no treasure or anything like the guy said but you know the the what they found was uh as they as they slowly as they went on the quest they just kept going and they kept going without a seemingly end 
like destination in sight. They so they're just kind of walking, and slowly one of them starts slowly transforming into a wolf, and they feel more powerful, and they feel something that they feel, and they feel happy. And the other guy's kind of just like, oh, I'm losing my best friend, and I don't know what to do. And so he kind of, by the end of the story, just kind of goes insane. And it's the whole 19, it's the whole 2001 Odyssey kind of end scene, I guess, which mm-hmm. I wanted to try, which I wanted to see. It's, a, it's, it's really complicated, but <laughs> that's... That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of what I like. It's it's story development mm-hmm. that I like. I like my pic- I like my pictures to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, and uh, I know you've already maybe said your answer on this pest, but um, between the two of you, what has been the strangest transformation you have ever seen, whether it be media? art or otherwise oh i didn't tell you this i didn't tell you the strangest i've seen <laughs> i have oh not told i have not told you the strangest i've seen i got i gotta rethink for a second uh i'd jump in if something came to mind immediately but nothing oh. is right now so you're innocent <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say innocent so much as just i couldn't tell you which one's the strangest the superlative there. <laughs> I guess for me, it would be someone turning into a pile of shit, a literal pile of shit. I, I could, I can't understand that. I don't understand that. Honestly, I can't. I can't. I don't understand the weird fascination. I'm seeing a lot more like scat art in the tr- in transformation nowadays, and and I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. It is so bizarre to me. I gotcha. I'm sure you'll uh, get a, a little bit more comprehension comprehension from the next season on that. Oh. Wink, wink. <laughs> but what uh, what about yourself, Napoleon? Anything for yourself yet? <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that, that would probably qualify i can't say i've actually seen that myself but yeah (laughs) if i had then that probably would qualify as it Uh, just avoid canada or canada whatever whatever the hell you pronounce his name as and just you'll be fine (laughs) as long as i don't have to avoid the country then sure (laughs) (laughs) all right well moving on from that bit of a squeam um what would you have chosen um, in terms of hobbies, um, you know, besides art, if you were to start it all over again and you didn't choose to do art to begin with, what would you say you would have done otherwise? Uh, well, art is such a, a broad term. and probably, well, probably music for me or taxidermy. Is there really a difference? Music no. or taxidermy? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I could honestly have seen myself going into some kind of game design or something like that with all the uh, drawing I used to do as a kid of, of level designs and stuff. I, I could see that taking off. Okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, I still uh, would love to make a game someday. I think right. it would be fun to make a TF game. 
Oh, I think uh, I do know someone has done that. A lot of people in our group have been actually um, talking about that kind of thing, and yeah. I pitched and I pitched a few ideas, and I and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty freaking cool! Like, you should do that." It's a wide so, open field. Yeah, I definitely. Know. Nobody's done it yet, so mm-hmm. try it out. Well, there has been one person. She is going by the name of Karen on Skype, and her name online is Dog Curl Kari, I think. But um, she's made a transformation game through the RPG Maker. Not hey. sure the progress on that. I know I've asked her bits and pieces on it, and I think she's been uh, beta testing it with various individuals. But I'm sure, um, hopefully, in the future, we'll see something coming out of that. That'll be great. Yep. And I do know um, fellow transformation writer of mine, is currently in school right now for video game design, so hopefully something will come out of that for sure in the future. <laughs> Great. But, um, yeah, awesome stuff. I'll be so. right behind him, don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and uh, another question here. Um, and again, Pess, you've already sort of spoke your, uh, your say on this, but um, what do you think with transformation... Um, or rather, do you think that transformation presents a bit of a dynamic to a story or a piece, um, like art or ha- what have you, that can be, you know, sort of complex or, um, you know, a little elaborate as far as fitting that into the plot or in the sake of, like, you know, a piece of art is a bit uh, hard to comprehend from the viewer's perspective. And uh, just to put, you know, content sake of side such as adult and all that sort of thing just to sheer um the idea of it what do you feel in that regards oh man did i ask the wild card of questions here <laughs> i well i i've I, I, I was waiting i was waiting for napoleon dance because i because i kind of already said what i wanted to say but oh. If you want me to elaborate, I could, like, elaborate. Sure, go for it. <laughs> um, so, kind of, I kind of like this is kind of fitting back into like my idea where like it's a spirit, like a the catalyst of spirit, the spiritual catalyst kind of thing. I kind of had, I kind of wanted it to have like the the quest is kind of like a representing like gaining a faith in spirituality it doesn't have to be any kind of spirituality any kind of faith it can be any but me growing up with a group me growing up in a catholic family i kind of i i see a lot of people give catholic give catholics a lot of shit for a lot of things that a lot of them don't do and they're just kind of quiet about it. They just don't really do anything. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of bullshit that they treat them like that. Um, so I kind of wanted, so I kind of wanted it to make an art piece that was like, they would, it would show, it would show that it makes these people feel like they're stronger and why, and if you feel like not believing in a faith or a different faith, makes you feel stronger then why the fuck 
are you bothering these people in the first place? What reason do you have to take their happiness away? That's kind of my that's kind of my thing. I like making political statements too, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure we're uh, getting from you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so are you saying that um that what you're trying to achieve here is create a uh, perspective that puts the I, I guess you could say protagonists um in terms of not being the victim or being victimized here, rather more of, you know, this is an enhancement towards his, you know, story building, his character building, etc. Yeah, this is, it's not a statement that's like, this is wrong or anything. It's just, this is what happens. And take what you get, take what you can, take what you can from it. That's mm-hmm. basic, that's... That's kind of what that's kind of what I did. I kind of made it sound like it was like this is wrong kind of thing, but like that's what I got. That's what I'm getting from it. Like you don't have to. It's gonna be a bit abstract, so you can take really anything away from it. Okay, and uh, I'm just gonna twist it a little bit around here for the sake of um, you know getting a differing angle on this subject, um, and I'm buying you some more time Napoleon here to get an answer and no, I'm just kidding um, so just to twist it around here um, and I'm just going off a bit of a subject that went on on the process forms um, which for those of you don't, who don't know is a forum focused for transformation in relation to females um, so uh, <laughs> yes get all I your know, uh, I know I know who I know those people and <laughs> But um, just to uh, not single anyone out, but for the sake of subject here, um, just to sort of spin off what you said there as far as, you know, creating a character who, um, you know, instead of being, you know, wrongly justified or unjustified, uh, say you have a character here and, you know, they're going on about their lives as they usually would. Um, and then, of course, unexpectedly, you know, this change happens, transformation um, and all that jazz. And um, that's just kind of more following a story um, done by Lycandope, who was also on the podcast. Um, and it was really involving a uh, person who, um, you know, was a guy, normal life, normal, you know, everything. And then suddenly, you know course he has this transition um into a wolf and not only that it's a female wolf mm-hmm. so um not really in a sense of being victimized here because in the end you know um it's kind of like that sort of epitome where he didn't realize he needed this kind of thing because it ended up being that you know he actually turned back you don't see that a lot <laughs> in the transformation community whether it be um media or something like that but yeah um he turned back and he was actually you know a bit disappointed so um just to kind of spin off what you said there what are your thoughts and something of that sort of minds mindset there of, of turning back really not turning back um just the you know the idea of a person who wasn't expecting this kind of thing 
Um, and where it would at first seem like what you said, they were wrongly um, acted upon with this, you know, this ordeal, but it actually worked out in their favor in the end. And that would have been directed at me or? More pessimist, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not too I'm not too sure because um for me it's all about context. I feel like if they if it just happens like without the without the guy like doing something, I don't know what was supposed to change about him. I can't really I don't really give a shit about what his character was before because I don't know it. That's probably because I haven't read the story. I don't know how this person acts in said story. I don't know what he's like outside of him not being human. I don't know what I don't know if he's done anything good or bad. I don't know what his job is. I don't know what his relationships with his family are. I don't I don't really know about him. So if it's just an average Joe who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, that just sounds like a pornography, a porno to me. That just sounds like a porno. And <laughs> I really can't, I really can't like, I can't get connected to that. I would find it very boring or, or if it was, or if it was more like, Oh fuck. If it was more like that, that horse thing that we were taught that we were all that everyone in our group was getting really butthurt about it would be more i would find it really disgusting in a sense mm -hmm. okay all right and uh how about yourself napoleon i know we kind of went off the rails here a little bit but um have you found you know any kind of dynamic or anything or any thoughts in regards to dynamics involving transformations in a plot device or just an art piece in general? Um, I mean, I guess when I'm, when I'm doing my own uh, transformation artwork, uh, since I'm kind of a little bit limited, uh, especially since it takes me so long to do a piece of art, uh, I do try to kind of encapsulate as much as I can into a single scene. So I, I find that the dynamics and the themes that work best for those is really uh, either humor or some kind of celebration or something like that. I, I do tend to focus on the positive stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of enjoy something, you know, somebody laughing or smiling as a result of it. Uh, I don't know. It's probably just getting too late at night and I'm getting all gushy about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I enjoy the kind of TF art that uh, makes me smile and I try to create the same. Gotcha. And stories as well. I shouldn't just say art, but okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, really the biggest reason I asked this question, and I can understand how it's can be really conflicted and hard to really get to a sure answer is because, um, I've noticed this, you know, ongoing discussion or topic regarding um, not really solely from the perspective with, of within the community, but just kind of looking at it outwardly, say, as someone who's just analyzing it and trying to understand it. Um, so, you know, in that sense, kind of looking at transformation and, you know, of course, the emotions and all of that involved with it is just, you know, something, of course, unnatural to you know like a real world application so 
um, especially dealing with you know the mental change, the you know the aftermath of the transformation, which once I've said before, um, you really don't see too much of the after aftermath of a transformation. Uh, a lot of you know art and sometimes with mm-hmm. um, story pieces you pretty much get to the end result and that's that you don't know what the story is afterwards so mm-hmm. um, I've just wondered you know what are people's kind of inklings in regards to that and kind of what comes after and what they feel about the whole process involved here so just a bit of a question I've been uh, inkling in my mind for a while now so uh, yeah but some interesting things from the both of you on that so cool but um, yeah, uh, with all that said, we are getting pretty close here to the close of the podcast. Uh, we are about two minutes uh, over end here, so we'll go ahead and close it off with uh, any closing statements from the both of you two here. So any sort of words of inspiration or recommendations you can say for, say, an artist or a writer or whoever you wants to do coming into the community and otherwise. Inspiration, inspirational things. That's. Hmm. I'll echo what Pessimist said earlier. Uh, have fun with it. I mean, find what you enjoy and just run with it, and uh, and it'll it'll make for a great experience and uh, a really memorable time in your life. If right. you really did, yeah. If you really did, if you really did care about art, you would keep trying. You would keep trying, and you wouldn't complain about it. I hate it when people complain about, uh, oh, I'm not as, oh, I'm not as good as you, and it's like, dude, I've been drawing for 17 years. I, I haven't really, I haven't really just like picked up a pencil yesterday and just started working. So, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that you're complimenting me, but do not put yourself down because I am because I have more practice than you. Do not put yourself down. Uh, Fuck your heroes. Do not kill kill your heroes and uh, vote for me for presidency in twenty twenty. And and for the record, uh, do not actually take from this podcast that you should go out and murder your heroes. Yeah, don't um, murder don't murder your heroes. Yeah, we do not uh, support that. <laughs> do not murder. Do not actually murder your heroes. Do not. All right. Well, great stuff from the both of you here. And uh, again, appreciate you two for coming in. So um, I want to, again, thank everybody for listening to the podcast. It does make a difference and you are um, doing a greater good for the community. So um, that's it for now. Until next time for season two in the changing times. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. And you guys have a great day. Bye. And there you have it, boys and girls, episode nine for season two of the Changing Times podcast. So uh, great things to hear from little Napoleon, as well as great insight from Pessimist as far as, uh, you know, coming into the community uh, and the more recent times here as compared to uh, little Napoleon. Uh, I know we had a similar situation uh, when we talked to Catmunk Shiro previously 
and how he came about and how long it took him to get to this point. But uh, certainly great to see just how Pessimus has come into the community and uh, just hit the ground running and get himself to where he is right now. And uh, of course on his own terms and uh, within his own methods rather, rather than you know following another artist or following just a particular method. So uh, with that said, uh, again everybody, thank you for listening in. It certainly does make it more possible for us to continue doing more episodes, um, especially with uh, most of this being managed by myself, but of course without you all and all our podcasters who are so willing to put in their time and efforts to uh, you know, record episodes and uh, you know, put their opinions and perspectives out there this podcast would not be existing as of today so really want to put the strong point on uh, um, all your support and uh, all your information and feedback that has gone into so far in um, building upon this podcast and making it what it is today so uh, bring in the feedback keep going and I'll you know bring it right on back to you and give the best that I can so uh, again, we're going to look forward to the rest of Season 2. It's quite a large chunk, but of course, the greatest has yet to come. So stay tuned for that, and I'll see you guys all next time. So uh, this is Cheesy Dino, your host for The Changing Times. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next time.